is Gunnar Esaias, and then you are listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast presented by the Boomer Esaias Foundation and GunnarEsaias.com. This podcast series has been made possible by Vertex, Novartis, DCU, and Atlantic Health. The views expressed on Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast are that of Gunnar Esaias and Leah Farone, Tiffany Rich, and guests, and are not necessarily those of the Boomer Esaias Foundation. Nothing in this podcast series should be considered medical advice. Such advice can only be given by a physician who's experienced with cystic fibrosis. The Boomer Esiason Foundation, Gunnar and Leah Farone, Tiffany Rich, and guests cannot be held responsible for any damage which may result from using the information on this podcast without the permission of your medical doctor. You're listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast. All right, back for another episode of Breathe In here with Leah Frone and Tiffany Rich. As always, hello guys, how are you? Hello, how you doing? How are you? Not bad. We have to start today's episode with Tiffany's ice capades over the weekend. She <laughs> oh finally boy. lived up to the challenge of going I ice did. skating with her boyfriend. Oh, I did. Oh yeah. And how was it? <laughs> it yeah, was I, a sight I, to I need see. a play-by-play. I need a play-by-play of what <laughs> okay. it was like. So first of all, I had to figure out what size ice skates I was because. Apparently, they don't do half sizes there, so getting... This is a problem. Yeah, it was a big problem, so I ended up finding a size, but they're a little little loose, but whatever. Then walking in them, oh my gosh, I almost (laughs) fell. I'm hearing a lot of excuses already. We're not even even a minute into the story, and I'm already hearing a lot of excuses. I haven't even gotten to the ice. (laughs) I had to walk in these. I almost fell. It It was great. Great sight, everybody. <laughs> and finally got to the ice. My boyfriend had to help me. He had to hold me because isn't he good I looked at ice at skating that. at least? Oh, he he was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. And then he was like doing circles around me. Okay. <laughs> well, that's good. But, at least you had someone that has experience. Exactly. To hold on to because well, he, apparently Paul doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. So we'll see though. I feel like he might be, yeah. you know. I don't even know if Jeff had ever ice skated before. I forgot to ask him. <coughs> but I wish I had his number. Really I text good. him right he's now. Like, he's really good at, at this, anything <coughs> that he does for some reason. Um, so I got on there. Did not know what I was doing. I was holding onto the wall. These little kids were skating past me. I felt like so weird. I was like, oh, I'm lame. But I finally got got going and I was holding on to Jeff the whole time and um then this uh little girl nine years old probably I hear her fall behind me and she slides into me because uh this is a pop-up ice rink and it's pretty warm <coughs> in California so it was puddles everywhere how how it's warm was it that day okay it was like 60 okay I was freezing <laughs> <laughs> you were really bundled up. You were bundled up. You were really bundled That's up for a 60 degree weather. It was cold. So this little girl s- slides into me, slide tackles me. I fall over into the puddle of water. I'm drenched, and she's so cute. She was like, Are you okay? I'm so sorry. I was like, Well, you know what? This was bound to happen. You just let it happen before I did it by myself. <laughs> did it hurt? So, no, it did not hurt. Surprisingly, I thought it was going to hurt, but no, I think I have enough uh, cushion on my booty now <laughs> that, it didn't, that it didn't hurt. So I was able to get up and I just went on and I got better as we went. We went for probably like 45 minutes 
to an hour maybe. Uh-huh. So that was enough That's time. That's a good amount of time. That's That's a good time. time. It's also a good workout. It's a it's a, it's oh, a good, yeah, it really especially was. if you've never done like if you don't really do it or don't spend a lot of time doing it. You know, you're hitting muscles that you're not hitting with other exercise. Uh, so exactly. you're. I mean, I can't imagine how sore you must have been afterwards. Well, okay, I was sore before <laughs> I went. I was so sore before I went from um, working out before and then I went there and I got more sore and then my feet and my ankles were hurting because I'm not used to using those mm-hmm. as much so <laughs> it was a it was pretty it was fun it was a good date day you know I was drenched went to dinner and a movie after so um you know I was a little were wet you still but... drenched? okay you were still drenched did you see the Tanya Harding movie <laughs> yeah. afterwards just because you were inspired <laughs> by it <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny, actually. No, I saw The Greatest Showman. It was really good. I'd highly recommend it. I still, yeah. You should have seen the Tanya Harding movie. That would have been perfect. From, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> from That's Tiffany's Eyes to Space to the Tanya Harding movie. <laughs> Leah, have you, gone, have you gone skating yet? No, we're going on Saturday. We haven't officially planned. We haven't picked where we're going, but we have a couple options. So, is there like a, It's going to happen. Is there like a rink like downtown Baltimore? Yeah, they have like one of the pop-up rinks in inner harbor right now uh-huh. so we could go there which is pretty close to where my boyfriend lives so you know that would be convenient um but depending on the weather if it's like too cold or whatever if it's too cold it's supposed to be cold for i'm a little bit of a wimp it's okay? supposed to be cold, for cold. especially like in this teen weather right now like let's be real uh, um, you want to come over here and skate yeah i should i can just skate with the puddles right um, no, but we have a couple options of indoor rinks we can go to too. So. I I think I think you need to go to the outdoor rink and embrace the cold. That's what you have yeah. to do. Most likely, I that is where we are going. We're we're like ninety percent. That's if there. if I have a say in the matter and if I have a vote, which I may or may not have a vote. Maybe maybe I should put up a poll on the Instagram yes. and ask people where <laughs> I should go. Yeah, yeah there you go. Indoor outdoor. Indoor outdoor. Indoor okay. outdoor. Okay, so we'll look for your recap next week for your for your ice capades. Yeah, get uh, ready. I'm happy to see that Tiffany followed through and did it. I'm very happy, of you, uh, yeah. very proud of you, Tiffany. Well, so well done. Well, thank you. Um, well, thanks I, for the I, challenge. I know it's. I know we're gonna it's have not... a challenge for you, Gunner. Oh. I don't know what yeah, it is will. yet, but get ready. Okay. All right. You got to live up to mine first, and then I'll then I'll live up to yours. I'm getting there. Okay. Saturday. <laughs> okay. Whatever you say. Okay. So now uh, let's get back to the, the real topic of today's episode. Today's uh, topic actually comes to us from uh, Instagram. Oddly enough, we had a DM to the, to the to Instagram, and today's question, or rather, topic, is about drinking uh, alcohol. You know, uh, partying with CF and 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 what that. Uh, lifestyle is like for someone with cystic fibrosis and how we handle that. So, uh, you know, I think this is a an onion that we can peel the layers off one at a time. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because um, I, I, I think for, I think uh, it, this is like one of those things that they're trying to understand more and see if actually uh, mm-hmm. we just uh, handed out a, a survey not too long ago or we posted a survey rather on our social media accounts over at BEF about drinking within the CF community. So obviously, the smart doctors and the, the people who make medical decisions are also interested and invested uh, in this topic. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a good topic for us to talk about. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think, <laughs> let's, let's be real, this kind of brings us back to our college days, or at least it brings me back to it my does. college days, yeah, uh, where, where, where drinking is a definitely a prevalent activity uh, for a lot mm-hmm. of people. Um, it's really the first time that people, I think, you know, other than those who kind of screw around in high school, I wasn't really one of those people. Um, but you know, for, for a lot of people, I think college is really the, the place where 
the abundance of alcohol and the ease to which it right. you know it is to get alcohol kind of becomes apparent. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really like the first time you kind of find yourself in a situation where everyone is drinking around you in a very consistent mm-hmm. way. Right. Yeah, and you need to. You feel like you <clears throat> should be social and do it with them. Oh yeah, I mean that's, that's that I, less. That's part know, of it. The, yeah. peer, the peer pressure is definitely yeah. part of it. You know, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, I really, I look back to my, I guess my, my freshman, sophomore year at school and, you know, you're like, all of a sudden you're faced with the decision, with the decision of, you know, what is it like to, you know, be there without your parents watching over you? And I think in CF, we have a lot of things that we consider, you know, there's a lot of different moving parts when it comes to dealing with alcohol in CF because a lot of us are on medication all the time. And, right. and you know it do, you can deal with alcohol interactions with medication, and that's a very dangerous thing. Um, mm-hmm. So actually, I remember my doctor discussing it with me before I went out for school, even though I was underage at that time. I mean, I think it was just assumed that you know you, you I, I would be around alcohol, but it's, it's good to have like some sort of preemptive discussion with the doctor when it mm-hmm. comes to this topic. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, it's so prevalent in the college scene, and. When you're going off to a new place and it's your first time living by yourself and you don't have your parents hovering over you, I think that's something the doctor should bring up, you know, because it's a very real thing. A lot of kids. All right. So I'm weird. I've always had one of those like drug apps on my phone where you like type in the drug and then you can type (laughs) in, you know, alcohol and it'll tell you if they interact, you know. So I've always kind of been on the more cautious side. Um, because I don't want to cause more problems than I already have. Yeah. But I know a lot of people aren't like that. Um, I think it's more my nursing side that makes me check that. But I think it's a very important conversation to have, you know, even if you're underage, because it's going to happen. Well, it is, especially when you go off to college. Not a lot of people know you have CF. Exactly. And you want to fit in, and you don't want to be considered weird or something like that. Because I mean, all right, Gunner, I know that you tell people right away you have CF. <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> I don't tell everyone. That was I honestly when I got to college that was just something that I did because I felt like I was going to be living amongst them for 4 years. Right. That was just that was just a personal awesome. decision I did. I, I I understand that it's different for everyone, but I also right, yeah. like it's also out there on the internet for me. Like it's been on the internet for At me. At this point in time for like, me forever. it's very out there. But I'm talking about like I'm talking now. Yeah, However long ago college was, 2009, so almost 10 years right, ago right. when I started college. Oh my gosh, you're so yeah. old. Yeah, I know. Almost 10 years ago now. It's crazy to say that, but back then, you know, it was very apparent that I had CF. It was like, it was never going to be, a, I never had the opportunity to keep it a secret. And just because of how well that worked out for me is, is I think, why I advocate for people to disclose that information. But that's, yeah. you know, kind of off topic. So, you know, I, I, agree I with you, though, but, but, yeah. but I see what you're saying, right? I see that, mm-hmm. you know, people may not know that you have CF, and all of a sudden you're, you're forced into these weird social situations in college that are very new for people. I mean, I was also forced into those weird social situations as well because even though you tell people that you have CF, they don't understand like the severity of it, especially 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 right away. You know, and it's not my, and that's like a that's like a a learning point for people Mm -hmm. as they get to college. Like you know, you Mm -hmm. I think you know, growing up, you have your friends, your family, and everyone is very in tune (laughs) with your CF. But you get Mm -hmm. to school, and all of a sudden, you have to realize that. You know, not anyone, not everyone knows what that is and knows how what to expect from you. So that you know, right. you, you get put to these weird social situations almost immediately. Yeah, you do. I think it happened like my first day at college. Yeah, I you, you know, know, and I so, think 
Yeah, I it's I don't know. It's a weird thing, um, but like there's different phases of it, right? Like, there you know, th- there's like the testing it out phase, and then like you know, <laughs> you know where you find your limit phase, and then there's always like everyone always has a, a crappy night or two in school as well. You know, where like you overdo yeah. it, and you're like, okay, well, I really yeah. overdid it that night. Yeah, probably shouldn't do that again, but then it does happen again. So, you know, yeah. there's that. Yeah. I'm never drinking again. And then the next yeah. day, okay, shots. <laughs> but that's actually my life. Like, I don't drink now. But yeah, in college, definitely did. Yeah. I, did, did you guys ever take enzymes when you would, like, go to drink? I never even considered that. No. Until... Oh, I never thought about it. Yeah, no, see, I, I never... It never occurred to me until a doctor once said it to me. It was like, you know, are you taking, like, an enzyme or two when you're throwing back those butt heavies because like there's good calories in that beer as well and i'm like oh you know what i never even thought about that i never thought about that i know i it never occurred like oh i'm drinking it but i mean when you drink like a milkshake you take enzymes or at least i do so i guess it would make sense i think it it probably depends what you're drinking because not you know they all don't have like fat and stuff but like right yeah there has a lot of carbs and stuff yeah, so, you know, I I remember having this conversation with my doctor. I think it was my doctor in Boston. He was like, are you taking enzymes when you drink? And I was Does like... Does that help or, like... I, don't I, I have no idea. I mean, I... I I don't know. I uh, All I know is that I started to make the cognizant realization that if I was going to be drinking something that had, you know, a heavy calorie dose, like a heavy beer mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that, and I was, or I was going to be overindulging... You know, maybe it would be appropriate to take an enzyme or two because at least that way you're like taking something out of it. You know, you're getting yeah, you're getting you're some getting, cal- yeah, you're, you're getting you're getting some calories out of the out of such a like a negative situation. You know, I think that's kind of uh, at least what I convinced myself. It's also, uh, to my knowledge at the time, it seemed like it was like a safe thing to take. You know, when I was drinking alcohol, obviously there are things not to take when you yes. are drinking alcohol because yeah. they. You know, you don't want to be metabolizing something in your liver and then also drinking on top of it. That's a, it's a very dangerous mm-hmm. situation. Um, totally. I, I had to say that my, my drinking in college sort of, I don't want to say it took a turn, but it definitely beca- like became very different once I got my feeding tube because okay. I, okay. I, 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 I... So when did you get the feeding tube in relation to starting college? So I got my, I got my feeding tube after my sophomore year of college. Okay, okay, so you had had about a year of drinking in no, college. No, I had two years. Two years. I had two years, I had two okay, years of school. so it was mid-college. Yeah, so halfway through college, I had okay. a thing to do. Um, I mean, I, you know, I... Yeah, <laughs> I, I got the feeding tube at, at my sophomore year of school. And um, it oh, was I a... I see where this is going. Yeah, I remember asking the nurse after I got my feeding tube placed. I was like, could I put alcohol through this feeding tube? <laughs> and the nurse kind of looked at me and was like, "You're not the first one to ask that question." And that told really? me that told me all that I need to know. It told me it told okay, me all that okay. I need to know. I'm you're a dumb college kid, right? Like you're gonna ask stupid stuff right. like that, especially when you're like under the influence of anesthesia. Yeah, and yes. you know it could be a fun party trick. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Um, I, I, you know, I. Let's fast forward now to it is I think second semester in Boston. I at this point I have turned twenty one and I have been able to, you know, go procure alcohol on my own behalf at this point. Um, right. And it's one of those days in the springtime in Boston where it's just brutally cold, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like there's days when you know you think the spring's here but it really isn't and it's just still brutally cold. Um, and I remember we were sitting 
in our little common space. We were hanging out, you know, having a couple beers with the friends or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to spice some things up here. So I went into my room. I grabbed my feeding tube, the extender, syringe, and a cold Bud, a bud Light. <laughs> I brought it, and I brought it, and, and a beer funnel too. I came out to the common room. I said, "Hey, would you guys like to see an awesome party tree?" I didn't say it like that, but that's the effect but of what I said. But essentially, that's how what, it was. It's what I said. What yes, is. exactly. And I just lifted my and and keep in mind, not everyone in the room knew I had CF. Right, they were just my okay. my friends were there, but also like some okay. friends of friends were there as well. So this must have been a real whirlwind of experience for them. So I kind of lift my so, so I kind of I lift my shirt up, and I attach the feeding tube, and you know just funnel the beer right through my stomach, and it's just like total silence has just overcome the room. <laughs> and finally, one of my friends goes, "Gunner, you've been given a gift. You, you can get drunk without drinking." And I was like, Max, I, oh I don't know gosh. if that's how that works. Did you throw up? Yeah, I threw up two hours later. I, okay. uh, oh, I, 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 I threw up two yeah, hours later. I, uh, let's, let's put it this way. I've, I've done that party trick, I think, maybe three or four times total. I don't, uh-huh. I don't recommend it at all. It's actually mm-hmm. horrendous that I even attempted it. <laughs> but right. every single time that I have done it, I have thrown up. I have thrown up every time. Yes, every time I've done it, I've thrown up a few hours later. I know I would. I just, uh, it's like, you think you're getting away without tasting the actual alcohol, but guess what? You are. That's so weird. You taste it on the way back up. Yeah, that is I don't have a story that can compete with you. No. At all. Well, because I have the feeding tube. The feeding tube is just, it's like an an extra piece (laughs) to the puzzle here. Right. That's my all interesting that's my all-time drinking story i can say that i like had the record that's for pretty I, funny i probably didn't i but i ha- i in theory i could have had the record for fastest funnel simply because it never even touched <laughs> exactly yeah, that's true that's very true oh my god <laughs> that actually so, happened i, I mean, can I, imagine being someone that doesn't know you have cf <laughs> and just and seeing that kind of thing what? happen what did i just witness <laughs> yeah. Am I really am I really drunk or did I really oh just God. witness that? Yeah, in in all, in, all, in all the ways to tell somebody that you have CF, that might actually be my best way of having done it. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's the best story you've told. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that we promote people doing this because I don't promote this. No. But it is a funny story. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And it actually happened. We might even have it on videotape. God, if we have it on videotape, it's that video will never be surfacing ever. But <laughs> no, I don't think it should. But, but I would like to see it. So I would like to see it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I um, I think after I did that, you know, a couple times, I think I probably realized that. Wow, you know what? I probably shouldn't do this anymore. It's probably a bad right. idea. It's yeah. probably it's probably a bad idea to abuse something that's there to try to help me. Right. No, yes, I agree with you on that one. That you're just um, young and wanted to try something <laughs> that happens. You know, you know, just fit in and fit you know, in. impress people. <laughs> that, that was not fitting in. That was you. that was sticking out like a sore thumb. That was not fitting in. <laughs> no, that was not. That was really like you know setting yourself aside. Like I am different yeah. than all of you. You Get made yourself level. stand out. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I. Listen, I, I think in college we definitely had some fun. Uh, but I, I mean, I, I think the big thing that I took away from my college years was that you have to do it in moderation to the mm-hmm. point at which you can handle. 
right? Because yes. I, I very quickly learned that hangovers are worse when you have CF. Oh, yeah. Like, things are, expensive, like, especially, like, especially when you're coughing felt, up blood with it. Yeah, I felt like my lungs were so heavy after a night. And then I know a lot of the times I would get sick after and have to go on IVs. So I remember that with all of it. It's not mm. fun. And it's sometimes it's just not <laughs> worth it. It really. It was, was kind of weird for me because, you know, I mean, I obviously drank in college. Um, yeah. I was kind of selective about what I drank because I had a hard time with beer, mainly like my digestive system and stuff. And I, yeah, probably because you weren't taking enzymes. Yes, yeah, because you're not probably you know, taking enzymes. I really think I that didn't... might be what it is. So, like, <laughs> I just don't even go near beer. I don't want to touch beer. beer. Like, no. Yeah. Um, Wine gives me headaches, so I don't really touch that. So I would kind of just do, you know, the harder things. For some reason, my body can handle it a lot better. Yeah, um, no, I'm the same way. Actually. And I never really experienced a hangover until I was 24. I never yeah. did. Yeah, I have no clue why. Um, that is a blessing. And then when I hit 24, <laughs> I think my lung function was, you know, down a little bit from where it used to be. And my lungs would just feel so, so, so heavy all the time. Anytime I would drink, I would immediately the next day feel like I was suffocating and I was mm-hmm. having all these issues. And then I would end up on IVs like a week later. And I started mm-hmm. realizing, okay, this is a pattern. It didn't even yeah. matter how much I drink. <clears throat> I could drink one drink and this would happen. Yeah. So eventually, you know, once I was 25 and had went through a year of that pattern, I was like, okay, time to give this up. Yeah. You know, um, so now I don't touch it. I mean, occasionally I'll have sips of things, but I really, I don't go near it anymore. And mm-hmm. my health has actually done a lot better ever since I got rid of alcohol in general. Yeah. Um, but that's just what works for me. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's different. Everyone's at a different place. Mm-hmm. You know, for some people it's an option. For other people it isn't. You know? Was it was it there like a point in time when you realized that, oh, maybe I'm feeling poorly because i'm drinking alcohol or something yeah that i like hit that point it was at it was like in the summertime i think i went to like an o's game or something like that and i was with a bunch of people and i was like oh i'm not gonna drink like you know i'm just gonna go hang out with everyone and then i drank and i felt absolutely awful i ended up on ivs like two days later because it kind of just exacerbated everything because i just wasn't moving the mucus Mm -hmm. and my breathing was depressed and I was like, okay, this has happened a couple of times. Like, this isn't healthy. If you want to be healthy and, you know, live a normal life, you need to give this up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. ever since I did, I'm not on IVs as much. You know, I feel a ton better. So it really paid off in the long run. But I think, like, it's a hard thing for people our age to give up because it's one of those things where, okay, your friends are going to go out at night. They're going to go to a bar or they're going to go to a tailgate. Like, what do you do when you go to these things? You know, cause you don't want to draw attention to yourself, but no. at the same time, like you don't want to hurt yourself. And I think I got in a pattern of, I would just kind of bring my own drink with me. So whether that was like, I don't know, a lot of people like put mixed drinks in like a different like container or bottle mm-hmm. or something like that. So a lot of times if I had something in my hand, no one thought anything of it. Mm-hmm. And if I was yeah. with like my close friend, I mean, of course, they promoted me not drinking. But, you know, I think you figure it out with time. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. I, 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 I definitely, 
I, I see where you're coming from when, like, bringing your own drink somewhere, right? Like, you, mm-hmm. you're not really pressured to do something if you have something, if you already have something, right? Exactly, so I, yeah. I, I actually started doing that in college. My, my senior year of college, really the second <laughs> semester of college, when my health started to, like, kind of decline a little bit, um, I, I always had whatever I wanted to drink with me, mm-hmm. right? I right. never went to a party empty-handed. Uh, the, only, the only time I was really ever empty-handed is, like, if we went to a bar or something, because you can't, you obviously can't bring mm-hmm. something in, but... I, uh, and in that situation, I normally get a water with like a lemon in it, and people don't even think about it. <laughs> that that, that, that's that could really be anything. <laughs> that, that's true. I mean, I, I, um, you know, I, I felt that I, in doing that, you're sending a signal to everyone else that you're already content with what you have. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I, you know, I was also always felt like I was surrounding myself with the appropriate people to, to really never be pushed in a, in a direction that I didn't want to go in uh, mm-hmm. as far as alcohol. I mean, I believe me, I had plenty of hard, rough nights my senior year of college and the, the first few years after college. Um, but I, you know, I definitely <coughs> like to have, a, uh, you know, a, a level-headed, you know, I, some a, a sense of level-headedness because I, mm-hmm. I knew that if I was making decisions or I was doing something that I want to do, I ultimately had the decision to do that or I had the capability exactly. to do that. You know, I never wanted to right. lose control of my faculties. Yes. No, I totally agree with you. You know, yeah. it's really your decision and I just think your health's the most important thing at the end of the day because yeah. if you don't have that, you can't live your life. Oh, exactly. I think I've, so, I, I think I've, when, I've since sort of gone to that point. Like I've, I've really, I don't right. want to say that I've stopped drinking, but I rarely do drink. I mean, I'll, I'll have yeah. a good night every once or a good night but like a big night every once in a while maybe once or twice yeah. a year but yeah. i like you know I don't, i'm not one of those people that's like oh i need to have a beer with dinner like i rarely yeah. ever do that even no. if i go to like a right. like a bolt like a, like a sporting event you know or a football game hockey game or something mm-hmm. like that rarely ever will i drink a beer while i'm there i just I, I feel like unless there's a reason to be doing it or you know something that is calling for me to be drinking like i won't just do it just to be doing it i'm not one of those people i'm not no. and it doesn't really bother me that i'm not one of those people either I also think as we get older, like, you know, our peers and stuff, they're growing up too. And a lot of them get really bad hangovers and they don't really yeah. want to be drinking. They don't want to do either. it anymore. So well, like, they, they may experience. say that, but they, they definitely people do. People don't really go out as much, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like people are more willing to do other things and yeah. yeah. And it gets expensive too. Tiffany, for you, is, is there like a, I don't know, a restriction on you drinking post transplant like what is that like they so i haven't drank since my birth my 27th birthday which was my graduation that was a great night (laughs) you know (laughs) i wasn't even there but i felt like i was there (laughs) uh yeah it was pretty fun um but so i that's what a year and a half now um they Mm. told me i can have a glass of wine a day if i want but I really just don't see the point in doing it. I don't really like wine. I'm not a wino. And I don't know. I I would love a margarita. That really sounds good, actually. But I don't know. It's kind of hard because I don't want it to interact, which we talk about, is interaction with meds, my anti-rejection meds. They can Alcohol can affect them, and I'd rather not even try it, not even yeah. test the waters because... Mm-hmm. I'm breathing and I'm feeling good, so let's keep it going. So I decided that maybe if I go to a wedding or something, I'll have a sip of champagne for a toast. But 
to be honest, I don't even have an urge to do it anymore. I think I got it out of my system being younger and right. having that, you know, doing all that stuff. And then I was, I would do it on occasion when I was sicker, if I felt the need to like for my birthday and graduation, yeah, I'm going to party it up because that's like right. so fun and it's something to celebrate. And, um, yeah, then now it's just weddings. I'll just, maybe I'll, maybe I'll have a, a sip of champagne, but I really haven't even had a sip of alcohol which is pretty funny, but that's impressive. I mean, that I've is, that sips, is really you know, and I might've had like one drink over the course of the past like year, you know, but yeah, yeah I can definitely think of a night or two that I, uh, I may have indulged since, since it sounds like the last time you drank. Uh, but no, you're, de- you're definitely right before when you said you noticed when you stopped drinking that you noticed your health improved. I mean, there are reasons why that happens, right? You're not dehydrating yourself. That's the thing that really gets exactly. me. If I if I overdo it, like I dehydrate myself. That's yeah. really where mm-hmm. the problem is. Like I can't cough the mucus up, and then when mm-hmm. I finally like do hydrate myself and the mucus can come up, there's a lot of it's it. a lot. There's it's so a lot. much of it. So overwhelming. And if exactly. you have underlying mm-hmm. infections and yeah, you didn't get it's... that mucus out for a couple of days, it's Ugh. just going to exacerate everything. Yeah, that's you know? that's where I'm running. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm running problems. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And exactly. It's uncomfortable. You know, I I sort of think of it like, you know, if I am going to, you know, have a big night or whatever, I sort of do weigh the risks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. is it worth <laughs> it to really be suffering for the next couple of weeks if I have a big night and sometimes I'm like, okay, I am having a, a good night here and, and and it'll all work out and nothing will go wrong. Hello, Tiffany's cat. There it is. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I do, I do think that um, it is also important to, to do the, you know, the, the quality of life aspect of care, right? Like you can't, exactly. like, I, like I don't find myself living in a bubble. You know, I do go out there and enjoy myself from time to time, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, the, the, the better, you know, care I offer to myself, the better I'm going to be in the long run. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's no, really what I care about at this point in my life. So keeping yourself healthy. Yeah. I mean, exactly. let's put it this way. I haven't been drinking stop. through my feeding tube since senior <laughs> college. That hasn't happened Good. in about five that years. That came to an end. <laughs> yeah. That, that <laughs> came to an era. That came, to, that, that came to an end before I left Boston. Let's just, we'll put it that way. <laughs> Just, just needed to do it three yes. times and yeah. figure out what happened. Did it a handful of times, <laughs> and uh, I, I quickly learned that it was not a not an advisable it. situation. Yeah. No. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. But I mean, like, do you feel like you're missing out when by not drinking? Not like, do at you... all. No, no, no. I used to, you know, and I think that's yeah. why I had a really hard time giving it up at first because I was conscious of, okay, this is making me sick, and it's, you know hurting my lungs in a sense, but Mm -hmm. I felt like I was missing out with something. So I would do it sometimes. And then one day I woke up and I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, it's so true. I, now I don't, I think all my friends are, we're all older now. So they have a glass of wine. If we go out, it's not like we're going to the bar and taking shots and doing all that stuff. Um, I even feel like when people go out to a bar now, they're not like doing shots and going crazy. No, like, they're, they're not. just going out to like talk with one another and they exactly. might have a couple of drinks. A social social yeah. drink just to hold it. And Maybe have I it have there. crazy friends. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, you're also a little younger. You're, so, you're, this you know. is true. This is true. Yeah. yeah. It's very true. Uh, this so is more of a recent change ago. I've seen. Yes. Yeah. Maybe a few years ago, it would be different. But 
now it's changed quite a bit, especially yeah. like being when you're 21. That's when it's well. Oh, that's like that's like the peak moment. High. Like all of a that's, sudden you're all of a yeah, sudden you're exposed to it. I mean, I like really one of the first times I ever drank was when I was uh, I was 18 and we were in Ireland. I was in Ireland mm-hmm. with my dad on okay. like a, a father-son trip, and there's like no drinking yeah. age there. And right. I just remember getting it like wasted. <laughs> I mean, I remember probably really isn't even the appropriate word to be using, but I, <laughs> I you know, it was it was like all of a sudden I was it was right before I went off of school. It was like the summer yeah. leading into my freshman year of college, and we were in Ireland, so no drinking age, whatever, you just go wild. And it was like one of those things where I was like introduced to a heavy drinking culture. Mm-hmm. And I was far too naive. You, I was far too naive you, to be even were you, with amongst the Irish people. Were you drinking heavy beer and stuff? Is that what you were drinking, or what? I mean, it was. God, it, it was so long, it was so long ago, <laughs> almost ten years ago. I mean, that was like, yeah. it was, oh, wow. It was. It was. It was. Imagine like it's. It's what you Ireland is what you imagine it to be like, you know. And that's what I. That's what I indulged in. <laughs> <laughs> as a, okay. like a, a as, as a young eighteen year old lad from from, I would have from, totally from the done the same though if I was eighteen and I was in Ireland. Oh yeah, oh definitely. You know, uh huh, yeah. uh huh. I'm just at a, like a different place in life with where I'm at with this stuff. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you know that it's not. But that's how you learn, right? You learn through those kind of experiences. It's a learning process, you know, totally. and it takes time to learn what. It takes time to learn your body in general, you know, like learning when you feel this way, it means this and vice versa. Like I can usually tell if an infection's acting up based on how I feel, which I think a lot of us are at that point and a lot of younger people mm-hmm. with CF, you know, become aware of that. Um, but again, when it comes to alcohol, it's one of those things where you just have to weigh, is this worth it or is it not worth it? And when you're younger, I mean, I don't think you're necessarily going to think all that out. I know I definitely didn't, mm-hmm. you know. I would try to be safe with it because I was on a couple meds where I couldn't interact with them with alcohol, but for the most part, it was okay to do with what mm-hmm. I was on. So during those periods of time, I would take advantage of that. That's true. I see what you're saying. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's a good point. That's also, I think it's a, I think that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I, you know, it's, it's a hard topic because, you know, say, on one end you have the quality of life aspect like we talked about. And on mm-hmm. the other, on the other hand, you have, you know, your your real hard medical concerns that you have yes, when, right. when it comes to drinking, and you know the potential side effects that you may be, you may incur, and some mm-hmm. long lasting, you know, health issues. I mean, well, let's also not overlook the fact that there's also such thing as cystic fibrosis related liver disease. There is, you know, and that it and, doesn't and, affect as many people, but that is a very real thing. So that's that's yeah. a you thing know, and some people, people might not even realize they have it. Until mm-hmm. they might drink with a medication and that causes it to flare up, yep. you know. So it's something you have to be conscious of. Exactly. So you know, mm-hmm. I think uh, you know the big takeaway here is like before you head out to college, if you have if you're listening and you have a kid that's about to go to school or you're about to go to school, you know that's definitely an important, it's an appropriate conversation to have with your doctor. In fact, it's a conversation that your doctor will want to have with you. Right. And and, and it's not a weird topic to bring up. No, not it's at all. Like it's not. It's not nor, nor is it something weird to talk about with a doctor or, or even your parents. I mean, I remember my parents. I think it might be good to talk it out with both, you yeah. know? My parents always yeah, discussed it with me doctor. as I kind of was growing up. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, like, it never really felt like a taboo topic in my mm-hmm. in my household. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And it was always, because I think my parents, 
always had my best interests in mind, and that was my best yes. interests are my health. You know, mm-hmm, and exactly. I, and I think they always wanted to make sure that I was making good decisions when it mm-hmm. came to hard moments. Totally, mm-hmm. because that is a hard decision, like right when you go off to college. Yeah, it, it, even it really when you're is. in school and you're uh, and you're faced with like new challenges, you know, like I don't know. Exposed, if if you're exposed to it, it's just inevitable to mm-hmm. you know you just need to talk about it and exactly. right. figure out. So figure I think that's our. I think that's a good place to leave this topic. Um, yeah, you know, if 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 you want to interact with us on this topic, because this is one of the more serious topics, I think just definitely, you know, slide into those DMs because we can, yeah. we can revisit. Yeah. We really do our best to respond to all of them. So sure mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. DMs are, the DMs are open. We yeah. are people. Do you forget either that. on the podcast Insta or on our salty sisters or on Gunner's personal one. Yes. Those <laughs> DMs are open too. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. So we're going to end this. Uh, Thanks for listening today. Uh, remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. If you mm-hmm. do, rate and review. Yes. Very important. We've been getting a lot of ratings and reviews. So, obviously, Woo! you are Keep doing, doing it. Yes, continue to do that. It's been very good. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. Tiffany, what's the Instagram? At breathe underscore in underscore pod. Yes, breathe in pod. Uh, you can also follow the Salty Sisters, which is at Salty Sisters on all the social medias. I'm Gunnar Sice. And, uh, and, the DMs are open. If you want to hear from you, yes, give us a topic. Are. Give us a topic to talk about. And you can also get the Breathe In shirt, which is available at the Salty Sisters Etsy store. So make sure you check that out. Uh, those shirts will be seen in gyms near you. Yes, yes. they will. They are, and be sure they to are, tag us yes, if they. you end up getting one and take a picture in it. Totally. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for listening we today. Uh, I'm Gunnar Sison. That's Tiffany. That's Leah. And yeah. have a wonderful day. Yeah, bye. bye.